The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Okay, so welcome to the Pet Buzz airing from our studios in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. I got to tell everyone, you know, we talked to my friend Babette Haggerty. She's that great dog trainer and she's dispensed such great advice about why Hammy won't go outside. Well, we didn't really figure out why he won't go outside, but the idea of getting him excited about going outside with her advice really helped him. So I gave him a bunch of biscuits before he walked out the door and then at the end of the driveway and then like at the house next door and then just kind of kept him moving. And now he is looking forward to going outside. I don't know if it's so much the treats, but I've kind of lessened up the treats. Hmm. So he gets like a pet and a half a treat. Hmm. So I think that's that's progress, right? I guess it is. (laughs) Well, he's not afraid to go outside anymore. I mean, he's still a little weary, but it's not as cumbersome to be dealing with that kind of situation. Well, anyway, I am glad that Dream Team member and, you know, the Dream Team members are some of our favorite guests that are returning on the Pet Buzz. And Babette Haggerty was from Haggerty School of Dogs, uh, was here to help us. But now I think we need to give everyone the show lineup. What do you think, Dr. Fleck? I think that's what we should do. Okay. Before we do the show lineup, I got to tell you about our new affiliate. So we welcome KKWEFM, that's 89.9 in the Callaway White Earth area of Minnesota. That's great. Yeah. So from what I understand, this is a big time vacationing area. There's lots of beautiful lakes for boating and fishing and hiking and trails and probably kayaking. So it sounds like it's going to be a great place for dogs. For me to go there and go do some walleye pike fishing. Do you fish? I used to fish a lot. When was that like? Not 80? for pike, though. They got those big, sharp teeth. Yeah. Like I let what? somebody else get fish those. and I just eat them because they're marvelous. So wait a minute. So you are going to go fishing and literally watch someone catch the fish? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll go fishing. But when I want to eat the fish, I, I just, just can't catch those walleyes because, you know, you have to bong them and do all that sort of stuff. Okay. I, I don't like to do that. So I let somebody else catch those. Okay. But I'll catch bluegills. I'll catch trout and I'll have fun with a perch. Okay. Okay. Cause they don't buy. I have to tell everyone in all the years that I've known him, I've never known him to go fishing. I fish on a regular basis. He's not once ever wanted to come. Okay. Go ahead. So now let's talk about today's show. What do you think? Can we do that? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Michelle Rosenbaum, senior veterinary specialist, dermatology at Zoetis Pet Care is going to tell us, why there are so many itchy pets. Itchy, itchy, itchy pets. You don't need to stick around to hear this great interview because there's so many itchy pets. I treat them every day. This stack's advice will help you with your itchy, itchy pets. Like a song. Yeah, but unfortunately, you're going to have to stick around and wait for that interview. It'll be later on in the show, right? Oh, shoot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm just curious. Do you have a hard time giving Fido and Felix a pill without a dog or cat spitting out the medication? I mean. I've had problems. So Dr. Fleck is going to give us 
some of his stellar advice and flex facts. And, you know, it's time for back to school. What about the pets? This week, Char appeared on KMAX TV's Good Day Sacramento, a CBS affiliate discussing how to beat Fido's back to school blues. Mm -hmm. She'll be sharing her expert advice with us. And then while the Tokyo Olympics continues in Japan, the NH Dog Walking Club is throwing its first annual Doggy Olympics in New Hampshire, and I can't wait to hear about it. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Are you part of the pack at Pet Buzz Plus? Hi, Charlotte. This is Terry. I'm from Arizona, and I listened to your show. And when you were talking about how your dog follows you around, follows you into the bathroom and all of that, I just had to reach out. I have a German Shepherd. His name is Thor, and he follows me everywhere. I am his mom. He always has me in sight. And he follows me everywhere. He sleeps in the bed with me. But this dog, I love him and he loves me. And he is just amazing following me everywhere. In the bathroom, into the garage, into the backyard. I, he's my shadow. I should have named him Shadow. My husband is jealous. Anyway, just had to reach out and share that with you. Love your show. Thank you. We love getting social with you on Pet Buzz Plus. While the Tokyo Olympics continue, the New Hampshire Dog Walking Club is throwing, get this, the first annual Dog Olympics. Can you believe that, Dr. Fleck? Incredible. I, I mean, I want to hear about it because I'm trying to visualize what these dogs are going to are what these dogs are going to do. Sounds like the beginning of something great. I think so, too. So. Joining us today to talk about the Doggy Olympics is Tracy Bisson, the founder of the New Hampshire Dog Walking Club. Tracy, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. All right. Tell us about the New Hampshire Dog Walking Club. So it is a community outreach program that started in 2018, and it is a wonderful opportunity where we bring people together for fun and unique events and outings in a safe and welcoming environment. It sounds very organized. I like that. <laughs> I really do. She sounds very no, organized. I, no, I, I can tell. Tracy's going to be a great guest. We're going to have to have her back. So, okay, Tracy. So here's the deal. I want to know how you came up with the, the idea. What prompted the Doggy Olympics? Well, because of the Olympics primarily this year in Tokyo, I got together with my partners and our charitable uh, people, and we said, wouldn't it be fun to do something with dogs that is similar to what's being done with the Olympics? And, you know, we partner with trainers and veterinarians and canine fitness experts. So we came up with some great events for both physical and mental abilities and put together the Doggy Olympics. Okay, she's got partners. She's got a charity. This is a woman in charge, large and in charge, right? Large and in charge. Okay, you had a question, Dr. Fox. I sure did. So please tell us which organizations will benefit from your kindness with the money raised. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you asked. So our charitable partner program this year supports Mary's Dogs, also supports Hero Pups and Live and Let Live Farm. Cool. Three charities. I hope there is a lot of Pretty money. ambitious, aren't you? I hope there is a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So Good. Trace, how do you qualify? I mean, you know, it's like when you go to a dog show, you have to qualify. Can anybody qualify? And then like, are there big dogs and small dog events? And then are there events for even the owners? Yeah, so we tried to make this inclusive of all types of dogs, breeds, size, temperaments, abilities. We didn't want any dog excluded. So even if a dog feels like it can't participate in a physical activity, the mental activities are just as fun. And it is open to dogs and their owners, and they come and participate and uh, share a, a great bonding experience. I want to go. <laughs> I, you know, I do. It doesn't. I mean, I could see myself like taking little Wally or Hammy. Well, the way that she describes it, too, it'd be interesting to see the cross section of all the, the canines that are there. Yeah. The older, yeah. the younger and how they all can participate. Yeah. With their owners. Yeah. I mean, you know, do they wear like, you know, like, you know how they have the five bone rings, you know, the rings on the Olympic yeah, T-shirts. Yeah. Do they have like five bones on the T-shirt? Well, well, even more relevant is thinking about their activity because. The elderly, the elderly pets won't be able to necessarily compete yeah, physically as well. Right, with a so to see how they fit into this. Yeah, that's I think kind that's of interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that, hold that thought, Doctor Fleck. Okay. So, Tracy, we're going to take a break. Can you stick around for another segment with Doctor Fleck and myself? Absolutely. Okay. Great. You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Doctor Michael Fleck. Can't get enough of the buzz? We're online at thepetbuzz.com with daily features including helpful tips from Charlotte, more flex facts, and a lot of ways for you to save on all of your favorite pet needs. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers, and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com. Hey, it's Dr. Mike Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz Plus. You know, summer is the peak time for transmitting heartworm disease in both dogs and cats, and your infected pets may die from the disease or develop debilitating health conditions. The deadly heartworms are transmitted from pet to pet through mosquitoes, so preventing transmission is really the best way to avoid contacting heartworm. So what do you do? I say it's important to use both insect repellents made for pets and prescription medication from your veterinarian. Please don't delay. Keep your loving four-legged family member healthy and free from heartworm by contacting your veterinarian today. For Pet Buzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Fleck. Know what? What? Since I got adopted, I've learned a lot about these humans. Uh, I know. I mean, check out these two. It's Flirt City over here. Yeah, I noticed that. It looks like my human is definitely into your human. Oh, look. I think she's getting his number. Nice. Your human's got some sweet moves. Takes after his dog. <laughs> oh, look. They're doing that thing where they put their arms around each other. She kicked up a leg. It's like in the movies. That's awesome. 
Looks like we're going to be hanging out a little bit more. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. We're back with Tracy Bisson talking about the NH Dog Walking Club's Doggy Olympics. What canine events will take place? Yeah, that's what we really want to know. Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, so we spent some time trying to get some very unique and creative ideas. So again, I, like I said, I have it broken down into the physical activities and mental activities. So there's things like dock diving, water fun competition, doggy games, canine fitness challenge, and bubble catching games for the physical competition bubble catching and then bubble for catching. the mental yeah yep for mental competition we have a sensory exploration a howling contest an ice cream eating contest a treat toss challenge and more gosh she even kind of like added joey from like brooklyn you know eats the hot dog <laughs> i'm surprised you don't have a hot dog eating contest an ice cream then i'd be there well what kind of ice cream <laughs> are you going to give these dogs well it's uh Based on the company that we go to, some have different types of ice cream. And so right. we just base it on whatever they offer. I could see Ben and Jerry's doggy. You know, what I can see I can see all this. the pet parents that I see every day bringing their pets with the range from being puppies to the elderly. You're like how, you're, how they could really enjoy this because they could take their pet and they could just watch what the other ones are and just really enjoy. You know, it's really take, interesting. Yeah. You're like stuck on this age range thing. I mean, like, I, no, I mean, I'm not making fun of you. Like, you're like, you know, you keep talking about it. I mean, I'm more interested in the events. Like, what are the dogs going to do? I mean, you know, it's like, are they going to be on the balance beam? I mean, they're going to be eating ice cream. They're having sensory challenges, dock diving. I mean, that's where the action is. Did they reinvent themselves to go on the beam like some people or? What? No, I oh, mean, no, it's no. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, well, you're a football head, so <laughs> it's like all about the team. It's not about the individual competitors. OK, so here's the thing. You, so you're going to like this next question because okay. you're all about okay. the pet parents okay. watching. OK, so like if I compete with my dog, you know, quote unquote, human dog teams, like what activities like? I mean, with dog diving, you throw and the dog, you know, that I guess that's kind of like a team activity, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some of the physical events where you would actually physically be competing with your dog. For instance, with the dock diving challenge, you do have to get your dog exposed to the water and, and comfortable with chasing a toy and actually making the jump off that dock. But like in our doggy games uh, where they're doing a number of different things, whether it's a pickup game or it's a relay race, you are doing those games and those activities with your dog. And the feedback we've been getting so far has been amazing. People are really having a blast. And you know what I love about this event, Dr. Fleck? Like, you can tell Tracy's got it all going on. But here's the thing. She made this, the Doggy Olympics, it's going to take place all around New Hampshire. So people oh. all over the state can oh. participate. So it's going to be virtual too? Virtual too, Tracy? No, but that's a great idea for next time. Okay. Yeah. You See, her, we, we can provide, can we? Can, we? We, can we can provide. provide. We yes. can provide. Yeah. Okay. Medals. I bet you they're going to get medals. I think they're going to be presented. How do you put them on the pet? So great question. We are going to be doing gold, silver, and bronze with quotes around gold, silver, and bronze because it's not the real metal, but it's, it's a great reward nonetheless. And we'll be offering gold, silver, bronze in both group and individual categories. 
But then each event will also have a winner and they will get an award where they can actually put it on their dogs around their dog's neck if they like. And then we'll be giving some special recognition awards like most improved, most confident, things like that. Wow. All around, all around Olympians. Whole bunch of dogs. I mean, if you think about it, it's like a sacrifice to start, you know, competing. I mean, even the older dogs, you know, they'll go and they I think dogs really like that competition. It's going to be so much fun looking at a whole bunch of dogs running around with medals dangling around their neck. That's at the end of the event. Okay. Oh, yeah. But okay. you know what? So Tracy, just remind us of the dates. I might not be able to come this year, but I definitely want to go next year. Okay. So tell us about the dates of the doggy Olympics created by your special NH dog walking club. Yes. So competition started on July 23rd and runs through August 15th, which is a Sunday. And then our closing ceremony will be at 7 p.m. on Monday, August 16th. Wow. It's like just as long as the Olympics. probably. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I guess it's all around the state. So it also gives time for the dogs to rest up. Sounds like a wonderful event. You know what? Do you have like a canine village, like a canine Olympic village? Or is that going to be part <laughs> of the plan next year? No, we've had some requests for that, but because we deal with a lot of rescue dogs that have some kind of reactivity, we've decided to do events spread out in different areas as opposed to bring them all into one location, primarily for safety and comfort reasons. Sure. But they got to figure, they got to have a canine Olympic village next year. They got to work on having that. Did you get cooperation from everybody in putting this together? I mean, we're legislators. Most Oh, no. Well, most of our partners were involved. So we have got activities at training facilities and pet stores. We even have an activity at the local mall. See, great. Yeah, I mean, it's great. But I mean, I think she can go big. You oh, know, yeah. Go big oh, yeah. next year. Next year. Oh, canine boy. canine village. You know, I think she should get some, you know, dignitaries to present the medals. Yeah, that'd I think be that cool. would be great. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fantastic. You're well, the model for everybody. No, you were. I mean, you really are. I mean, you know, I think this is like a great statewide event, you know, grassroots. A lot of small business owners like Tracy really putting on the big show. People with pets will really. love Yeah, it. people. Yeah, I think so. Without a doubt. Really love it. Yeah. OK, well. Thanks so much for being with us, Tracy. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I love sharing the information with everyone. Well, that was Tracy Bisson, the founder of the NH Dog Walking Club. The organization's website is nhdogwalkingclub.com. And now it's time for Celebrity Pet Buzz. Well, are you looking for Olympic updates? I was wondering. Yes, I was wondering how past and former Olympians spend time with their pets. So I did a little research and I found some info on people pets. Well, it seems that gold medalist Bobby Fink, who won both the men's 800 meter freestyle and the men's 1500 meter freestyle during the Tokyo Games, Summer Games, told the media that once he returns home to Florida, my home state now, he's going to spend time petting and walking his family dog. So I guess being in the Olympic Village with all the great other Olympians still made him want to be home. He missed home. He was homesick. And of course, he missed his best four-legged friend. Well, here's another one. Former gold medal Olympian Michaela Maroney. She was a member of the American women's gymnastic team, dubbed the Fierce Five at the 2019 Summer Olympics. Well, she took a gig as a guest judge on this past week's Discovery Plus special Puppy Bowl presents the Summer Games. 
And of course, one of our faves, two-time Olympian Gabby Douglas, who shares her life with, get this, dogs Duke, Chandler, and Callie, her llamas Ava and Betty and Kuzo, and her miniature cow Midnight fills this in. While as you probably are aware, Douglas, a two-time Olympian who hosted Petco's Field Day this past week on Wednesday, August 3rd, told people that she's just concerned about her diet as she is about her animals. She wants her animals to have the best and most natural diet. I bet that's really expensive. You know, additionally, her dogs participate in her daily workouts, including following her up and down the stairs when she runs the stairs. Think about, you know, Rocky running the stairs up to the museum in Philadelphia. I can tell you right now, that's not happening in my house, okay? So I don't see the trio of English toys running up and down this na- I don't even see them running up and down the neighborhood, let alone the stairs. So what about your pets? Does your uh, workout include your pets? I mean, do you do a little doga or dog yoga? We wanna know how you all work out together. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We know people love their dogs and many like to take them everywhere to lunch, to work, shopping. But dogs are only welcome in places where they behave. Our very own etiquette and pet trendologist Charlotte Reed discusses decorum for every occasion in her book, Miss Fido Manners, complete book of dog etiquette. She provides tips for behaving at home and on the street, eating in or going out. Plus, extending pet courtesy to others in places of business, being mindful of others while traveling, and treating veterinarians, pet sitters, and dog groomers with respect. With Miss Fido Manners, pet owners can learn how to behave appropriately in all kinds of situations. Miss Fido Manners from pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Available now on Amazon. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com You know, it's that time we all dread, but all get excited about it, too. It's time for back to school. And, and you know, after the family has been home for the summer and, of course, the pandemic, your pets have been used to a large amount of attention. Without family members home all day, your pet might act act out on, on a variety of different ways when that attention is lost as the kids go back to school and or go to college. As a result, your pet might become depressed, destructive, or engage in house soiling. So to alleviate his back-to-school blues and keep him safe, Charlotte Reed is going to share some of her uplifting canine tips. So, Charlotte, mental and physical activity ward off depression, not just for people, but pets too. What do you suggest to keep your pets happy and active? Well, you know, I think physical exercise is a great way to lift canine depression or even canine loneliness. If time's an issue 
for a lot of pet parents, they can hire a dog walker so that Fido or Fifi can get more exercise during the day. But as I always say, a good walk starts with a good leash so that both of you can enjoy your time together outside the house, hoofing it around the neighborhood and getting your dog used to a lot of the sights and smells in your neighborhood. Additionally, good toys can be really helpful and they can be challenging too. So I always like dog challenging toys like puzzle games. I like forging toys, toys that will keep them mentally and physically stimulated. A lot of times you can put a dog's meal in there and then they can dig out for your meal. Uh, or you can just uh, treat them in the afternoon with some of those toys. Also, seasonal cuddle toys. Look, on the table there, I got some back-to-school toys, which are always nice. And I always tell pet parents, if they, especially if they have kids, or if they don't, take the toys, stick them in your dirty clothes hamper at night so they get your scent on them. You could stick them in the dryer to permeate that smell. And when you go out in the morning, put them in the dryer so that way they'll feel nice and warm and they'll really have the, the aroma of you. Good idea. Um, it's just nice for the pet to feel uh, comforted. The other thing is if you have time, and I thoroughly recommend this, take your dog to a dog training class. It doesn't have to be necessarily dog obedience. It could be agility. It could be a trick class. It could be something that you can do. But basic obedience is great because you and your dog can meet new friends and have a really good time. And, uh, and actually, he can work on his training behavior. And what I love about those dog training classes, you can see the smallest of toy poodles and the largest of Great Danes all doing the same thing. And just make sure that you find a positive reinforcement obedience school or a trainer to work with. You know, dogs without mental and physical activity have been known to wander off, especially during this time. How do you keep them safe? And that's a great question. And I always say it's a necessity. It's a must to provide your pet with a collar and ID tags that have your name and your current phone number on them. So many pets have gone missing, have become lost because of outdated microchip information and telephone information. So when they find your pet, they try to call the microchip company maybe, or they get the pet scan and the information is outdated or the collar, your cell phone number is not on the pet's ID. So here's a great thing. It's always a great idea to keep your pet on a pet tracker. They can cost a little bit more than regular ID tags, of course. A but pet then, tracker. What's a pet a tracker? A pet tracker. It's like a doggy GPS. Okay. You can charge it. You put it on your pet. It works via. But okay. you can track your pet a lot of with a lot of these pet tracker devices. You can track your pet in real time on your phone, your computer, or your tablet. So if he does go missing, you can see him. A lot of these pet tracking systems now have parameters that you can work on. So for example, you know, here's the great thing. We are living in a world like we never lived in before. People are working from home. And a lot of millennials, they have dogs, as you know. Maybe they're going to go live in the wintertime in Colorado and go skiing. Or maybe in the summer, they're going to go to California or they're going to go to Texas or wherever they're going to go. Maybe they'll go to New Hampshire. But with these new systems, these GPS dog trackers, they can actually set up boundaries in these fencing systems that attach with the GPS so you could pick it up and move it. It's just kind of like a new alarm system for your house. Hmm. You can take it with you wherever you go. And this is nice because you can track your dog in real time so that as soon as he leaves your property, you can find him or you know where he's going. That's really good. Yeah, it's great. So some dogs have real anxiety when things change, especially when the house is empty, when it's been filled before. So what calming remedies do you recommend? 
Well, you know, I always say that music soothes your beast. Okay, so studies have shown that classical music and even reggae music are really calming for pets. They don't necessarily recommend rock and roll and heavy metal. Um, So don't leave heavy metal or rock and roll on your radio or your streaming channels. Um, And one great way to reduce uh, stress and is, you know, look for various calming remedies. Sometimes they're. Pet parents are kind of doing the same thing that they use for themselves. They're using CBD products. They're using herbal products. They're using plugins uh, with pheromone products. They tend to work really well. You could talk to your vet about, you know, various options. Um, but here's the thing. If your dog is destructive or he's house soiling, you're going to have to get it or chewing up your furniture or your shoes. You're going to have to definitely get a crate. I mean, that's just what you're going to have to do. If you do buy a crate, you got to make sure he can you know, if he's going to be in there for a while, you know, you want to keep him in maybe two or three hours at a time. You don't want to leave him in a crate all day, but you want to make sure he can stand up and he can turn around and he can, you know, lie down comfortably. One great thing is you want to add a blanket or a crate mat and, you know, put some lavender or some peppermint, something that's uplifting that'll calm him down. Essential oils are great. They do help thwart depression. But here's the thing. Don't start experiment by pouring essential oils all over the crepe mat or blanket. Leave that up to the uh, professionals who formulate these products. And that's just a precautionary measure. Hammy, for example, is lying. He's lying on a back to school crepe mat. I think I saw that about a few years ago and I've saved it. Uh, I save her for my TV segments and I thought it was great. And he's so he's going. So it's just appropriate this time of the year. So lastly, when some dogs get upset, they house soil. Yeah, that means they basically pee and poop all over pee your and house. Pee poop all over. So what are the best options? Well, you know, you don't want your dog to ruin your carpets or, or ruin your flooring. Um, so you want to have a, a, a makeshift potty area. And I, I always tell pet owners, it's a great idea to have wee-wee pads because depending on where you live, there could be storms, there could be tornadoes, there could be, you know, anything could happen uh, or you might have to evacuate. So it's always a good idea to have some pee pads. I have pee pads in my house. My dogs go for walks anywhere from three to four times a day or they go out in the backyard you know, when we have rainy storms or things like that, but it's always a great idea. So what I usually do is I have, I either put plastic down under the pee pads. Most of them are made so well today. They don't leak. It's just my overall anxiety of protecting my paranoia about protecting my floor. Uh, And I have tile floor, but I like, or I would, cause I have small dogs. I like to put a catering tray under the wee wee pads. And the nice thing about a catering tray is, you know, they just step on, the wee wee pad, the trays underneath it. I don't have to worry. And really, you just have to change them, you know, on a regular often. You can't leave them down all the day. They get stinky. They get smelly. But I just put it right at the edge of the kitchen. And that's if they have to go, that's where they have to go. And that's only in emergency situations. But, um, you know, if and, and you have to think about it. I mean, if your pet doesn't have access to getting out during the day, he might have to go. He can't hold it for hours. So you might you know, you might have to ha- have a dog walker or, you know, doggy doors are fine if you can secure them and you can make sure other pets don't come in your home because we've seen those disasters and you have a fence so your pet can't get out. You know what? What great tips. Thanks, Charlotte. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure our listeners right now at this time of the year. This is such great information for them. Now, here's another treat for you from Pet Buzz Plus. Pet Buzz Plus. 
Hi, this is Barbara from Clear Lake, Iowa, here to tell you about my great little Portuguese podango named Gobi. He's my bodyguard, internal compass when I work too long, and he's a great little traveler. He's also a great cuddler. We love listening to the Pet Buzz. We're kind of like your pet. We love being social on Pet Buzz Plus. Pet Buzz Plus. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. This month, August, is the third annual Itchy Pet Awareness Month. I bet you didn't know, Dr. Fleck. Oh, every that month I thought was itchy pet. Veterinarian <laughs> visits for itchy pets have increased 60% over the last five years. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. But our next guest is going to tell us. So joining us today is Michelle Rosenbaum, Senior Veterinary Specialist, Dermatology at Zoetis Pet Care. She is going to tell us why there are so many itchy pets out there. And hello, Dr. Rosenbaum, and welcome to the Pet Buzz. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about itchy pets today. Oh, boy, everybody out there with itchy pups is also interested in this also. So, Dr. Rosenbaum, what are the causes of itchiness in pets? You know, there's so many causes of itch in pets, but the number one cause is allergic skin disease. And this includes atopic dermatitis. And this is an inflammatory chronic skin disease, similar to eczema in people. And when we have allergies, we sneeze. And when dogs do, they get itchy skin. And pets can be allergic to fleas, environmental allergens like dust mites and pollens, as well as foods. And parasites and skin infections can also cause itchy skin. You know, I never thought of it in, in terms of like having eczema. You know what I mean? Sure. Like pets having eczema. Because we see all those commercials like with, you know, famous people that have eczema. But I just never thought about it. So I think that's kind of interesting. Well, don't forget, too, they get those little hot spots. Those yeah. are like true eczema. Oh, OK. That, yeah. yeah, cool. Thank you. It's like another way of, of me to think about it. So, Dr. Rosenbaum, what signs should pet owners look out for to identify a more serious itching problem other than just scratching here and there? I mean, and the hot spots, of course. Well, it's more important than ever for pet owners to notice these itching behaviors in their pets and discuss treatment options with their veterinarian to really help improve their pet's quality of life. And all this itching is really the reason that Zoetis created the third annual Itchy Pet Awareness Month in August to raise awareness among pet owners of allergic itch in dogs as a medical issue that needs treatment by their veterinarian. You know, while frequent scratching that often wakes both the pet and the owner up at night is a really obvious sign of itch, pet parents might see other signs of itchiness. And these are some signs to watch out for. So your pet is frequently licking at their paws or chewing at their legs or other parts of their body. They're rolling on the carpet. They're rubbing their face on furniture. They're scooting across the floor. Um, they have patches of hair loss. Um, they seem to smell. Uh, not as nice as we would like them to smell. Um, they may notice uh, skin changes like a rash, uh, redness, greasy skin, some scabs and sores on their body. 
And ear infections are really common in allergic dogs, so they might have head shaking and ear scratching, as well as ear discharge and an odor. You know, I'm glad she brought that up because I was visiting my neighbor, Annie, you know, Annie and Mm -hmm. Chuck, and Rudy, their Westie, was rolling on the grass and his whole like genital kind of stomach area was all red. And I told Annie, it's time to go to the vet. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. You know, and another thing too, is they can be kind of ornery when they're not feeling good and they make, they can make our pet parents ornery because they itch all night and people can't get any sleep. That is so true. And there's nothing worse than just being woken up in the middle of the night with that slurp, 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 licking the paws or scratching and the collar is jingling. And yeah, (laughs) you got it. (laughs) Definitely hear that complaint every day, (laughs) every day. Okay, so the pet is showing the signs of pet itchiness. Mm -hmm. What should the pet owner do? What's the first thing they should do? Well, the first thing is don't try to treat this yourself at home. Um, Many pet owners might try home remedies or ask their friends or family for advice or even go on the internet for answers. And the reality is that many over-the-counter or home remedies are just not effective in treating allergic itch. And and this can really contribute to a delay in your pet getting the right diagnosis and receiving effective treatment. So if you've ever had poison ivy, you know how much suffering and sleepless nights this can cause. And it's really the same for our pets with allergic itch. And sadly, there's over 6 million itchy dogs that have never seen a vet for their itch. And they're really suffering unnecessarily. And itch is a serious medical condition that requires professional treatment. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine people going on Dr. Google, as you always say, when the minute she said that, I thought of Dr. Google. And I, I can see people, you know, they uh, uh, really with the every everything on the Internet, the answer is apple cider vinegar. I mean, like <laughs> they just pour apple cider vinegar over their dog. The dog has an ear infection, yeah. apple cider vinegar, itchy skin, yeah. apple cider vinegar. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, no, it's just what, what she is saying is so appropriate because every day I'm treating in addition to what the initial problem is, the problems that pet parents really don't recognize, but they're causing more problems. And it makes it more difficult for our patients to recover and it hurts them longer and they don't get as much sleep as long, the people either. So, so appropriate, doctor, that you say that. So depending upon why the pet is itchy, can you discuss maybe some of the treatment protocols and what you think might be some of the expenses for that? So the best thing a pet owner can do if they notice this itching behavior um, is to discuss the problem with their veterinarian. And uh, your veterinarian is going to take a detailed history. They're going to examine your pet's skin and ears thoroughly, and they can perform different diagnostic tests such as skin scrapings and skin cytology to really find the cause of the itch. And they can prescribe very effective fast-acting pills. Um, There's long-acting injections. There's topical treatments. They may want to prescribe um, some topicals like shampoos. They may want to change the diet and try flea medication. Um, These prescription medications are going to give your pet much needed relief from allergic itch. So everyone can get a good night's sleep, as you said. And these newer treatments work so much better than anything you can try at home or buy at a pet store or off the shelf at a human pharmacy. In fact, some of the newer, more advanced treatment options can start to work within hours and some of the longer acting newer treatments can last four to eight weeks. Yeah. You know, it's like our audio producer, he mm-hmm. has pets with itchy skin. So, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the meds that he, mm-hmm. his pets, 
is taking is really working really well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, thumbs up for him to recognize and solve the problem. I mean, you know, I think, I mean, well, I think I was going to ask two questions. The first one is, do you necessarily have to see a veterinary dermatologist or do you think it's appropriate just to start out with your veterinarian? I would start out um, with your primary care veterinarian, um, just like you would see your primary care physician first, you know, with a problem generally before going to a specialist. Uh, I think they're in the best position to decide um, what treatments are needed, what diagnostics should be done, and then they can decide um, whether referral to a veterinary dermatologist is appropriate. And, and, and I think it is important to know that there are specialists, just like there are in human dermatology, that there are uh, veterinary dermatologists that can handle more challenging or, or more severe cases. You know, I asked, I asked part of that too about the, the type of expenses. I know what the expenses are in, in our practices and what my colleagues practice here in Florida, because we see a lot of flea allergy dermatitis, of course. But for some of the other, other types of problems, the expenses can become a little bit more profound, can't they? Yeah, that's true. Uh, certainly uh, any chronic disease, um, just like uh, chronic allergic dermatitis in dogs, can become expensive over time. And the expense can really vary depending on the individual needs of the pet and the treatment prescribed. But just remember, if a treatment is inexpensive, but it doesn't work, it's still not worth it. And these itchy pets are really suffering. If we act early and treat with effective prescription medications and develop kind of a preventative maintenance plan, that can help prevent the itching and infection. This is really good for the pet's quality of life and will actually save the pet parent money in the long run versus waiting until there's more severe problems down the road. And I always say this, your vet is your total advocate. He's there for your pet's health and to advise you. And thank goodness us as family practitioners have doctor here to give us the right information (laughs) so we we can give it to the people. So we wanna hear more. Can you stick around for just another segment? Sure, I'd be happy to. Oh, great. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. I'm pet expert Charlotte Reed, and I want to remind you how important it is to protect your pet against fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes with preventative tablets and topicals. By giving your dogs and cats preventative meds throughout the year, you are protecting your pet from Lyme disease, heartworm, flea allergies, worms, and more, causing unwanted and costly vet bills. Most importantly, these parasites can infiltrate your home, causing you and your family's health to be compromised. Remember, healthy pet healthy you. Dr. Fleck and I are back with Dr. Michelle Rosenbaum. So we're happy to have you back. She's from Zoetis and she's talking about itchy pets. And we're talking about the third annual itchy pet awareness month. 
we got the specialists. We do. We do. We do. Okay. So, you know, one thing I'm just curious about, you know, some of the research that I, when preparing uh, for this interview was says there was an increase of itchy dogs over the past few years. So why do you think we've seen more itchy pets during the pandemic? You know, I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, I think the main one is that as people have been spending more time at home with their pets, you know, they're working from home, um, they're teaching their kids at home, um, they notice more itching behavior that they might not have been aware of before when they, they weren't at home as much. And many of the popular breeds now, such as doodle dogs and labs and goldens are really genetically very prone to allergies. And this is why it's so important to raise awareness on how common skin issues are in our pets and the importance of discussing this itching behavior with our veterinarian. And these highly effective prescription treatments are available that can really help make pets much more comfortable and give our pet parents peace of mind now that they are spending more time at home with their pets. So um, Dr. Rosenbaum, Zoetis has created some, some resources for veterinarians as well as pet owners regarding itchy pets. Can you tell us about them? Sure. Um, Zoetis has a website called Itching for Help. Dot com. And this has resources dedicated to educating pet parents all about itch, allergic itch in dogs, and such as a quick, easy five-question quiz called Itching to Know. And you can see if your dog might be showing signs of an allergic skin condition. Zoetis is also launching a new website for veterinarians, um, itchypetawarenessmonth.com. And the website includes customizable Facebook and Instagram posts, since we're all on social media now and a new Itchy Pet Awareness Month video. So Wettis is also providing printable waiting room and exam room posters to further increase awareness of this important month in their clinic. So it's August, we're all outside, there's lots of pollen, it's Itchy Pet Awareness Month. You gotta get some posters, Dr. Fleck. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have Zoetta send us some posters for you. Do you know how, how glad I am that you're on today when so many cases that I see are, are real difficult, itchy cases? And I'm so happy that you're there because we need to refer to you as a specialist, some of these uh, intractable cases. And you you're just so beneficial to help people have a better relationship with their pet, which is real important for us in our show here to, to promote that pet owner relationship. Yeah. And, and to have somebody like you there and your company there that's developing these great products is really beneficial. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciated having you. Thank you, Charlotte. It's really been fun. I always love to talk about itchy pets. <laughs> <laughs> so that means we're going to have to have her back. Okay. Well, Will you, you come back? What? Sure. I'd love to come back. Okay. Well, everyone, I thought that was a totally helpful interview. It just made you aware of the problems and also the symptoms that you're going to see. And that really, you have to take action quickly. Think about how many of our listeners have itchy pets right now and said, wow. And it's not just a problem here in Florida. It's really a problem all over the country. So I'm sure we're going to be going home tonight and like looking at our dogs or you know, this afternoon and saying, is that, is that pet itching? Like, what did, what did, let me, let me think, what did Dr. Rosenbaum say about itchy pets? Well, everyone, just to remind you, itchingforhelp.com provides itchy pet owners with great resources. Wonderful. Yeah. Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. 
It's time to talk some global pet news. And so, you know, it's really interesting because Rover, uh, you heard of their pet sitting company. They're in a little bit more than some doggy doo doo. It seems that Rover expects to be trading on the Nasdaq next month or this month, actually, through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company, which will value the combined company to one point six three billion dollars, which will help it to continue its expansion. But there have been a lot of news stories creeping about and I wanted to talk about it. So like any business, some Rover pet sitters have been deemed to be bad apples, have criminal backgrounds, lying and endangering dogs. So I was reading an article on CNN that discussed various issues and complaints of dog owners. You know, I always read the pet sitting articles whether if they're on a very local level or a very national level, because I had a very successful pet sitting business for a really long time. And I'm considered the grandmother of modern day dog walking and pet sitting. That's true. This article discusses issues of various complaints of dog owners whose dogs had gone missing, got lost, and they even died under Rover pet sitter care. Now, to be fair, I have to tell you, I did wish that the article could have interviewed some dog owners that had great experiences, too, because I always think it's nice to have that fair balance. And I'm going to post the article on the social media channels. But here's the thing. I always tell people, if you're going to hire a dog walker or a pet sitter, ask your vet for a reference, then maybe ask a friend. Or, you know, go online and do your research. But you want to make sure that not only that you have a sitter that's bonded and insured, but that you check those three references. If that sitter is so fantastic, he will have three people in your community that will attest to how fantastic he is. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there was no Rover and WAGs and celebrity endorsements and all that stuff back then. But you know what? I was a member of Pet Sitters International, which is a nonprofit organization started by Patty Moran, who started the first pet sitting organization. And then I was also a member of the uh, NAPS. That's the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. And you can find those bonded and insured individuals there. You don't have to go to the fancy internet company. And I think, I think with companies like Rover, people are so used to doing everything on their phone or their tablet, and they think they can just find somebody. But it's so much nicer to really find a sitter, a working sitter in your community. I'm not saying that Rover sitters are bad. I just have... I was in the pet sitting business for a very long time. And you know, I had clients who were like Stan O'Neill, who ran American Express in New York, Barry Diller, who ran Paramount Studios and Match.com. I mean, I had Kelly Klein, Calvin Klein's wife. So back in the day in New York, I had a very large pet sitting business. And I was very, on a day-to-day basis, I always worried about my sitters. We're going into people's homes. I mean, you know, some of the people I took care of were these Fifth Avenue you know, Park Avenue, we had access to people's townhomes. So I really had to be careful about who I hired and I had to check criminal records. So I think it's just a very, very hard thing to entrust your pet to a stranger. But I'm going to definitely recommend petsit.org and naps, N-A-P-P-S.com. Because, you know, sometimes convenience of an app doesn't always guarantee excellence. That is correct. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. It's time. It is? 
We're having yeah, too much fun. It's time. Too much it's good time. information. It's time. Subject matter is time been to wrap the show. Yeah. So it was a good show. Every show is good, but this one was. Didn't really you feel like? Too. Didn't you feel like itching when she was talking about itchy pets? I, I was, was itching. I was. I was thinking about that. I mean, I really was thinking about that. I thought it was really funny. I was waiting for Hammy's in the studio with us today, and I was thinking maybe he'll just start itching, and then we could ask Doctor Rosenbaum for some advice. Well, anyway, you know, as I always say, it's too soon to wrap the show, but before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. So next week we're talking to pet detective. Jamie Katz, a real life pet detective. She's going to be here. Oh, really? yeah, I know. And a reporter from the Chicago Sun-Times who wrote a whole bunch of articles about picking up the poop from various owners, including who picks up the poop after blind dog owners. Oh. It's kind of crazy, but it was a whole community thing. And I never really thought about it. So when you start thinking about the disabled and picking yeah. up, poop, like who's going to do that? So and we're even going to talk about the best cities for cats and their owners. Well, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to imagine that it has to be a city with like lots of feline veterinarians, pet stores. You can buy food. Well, you can buy that at the supermarket. But anyway, so that's all next week on the Pet Buzz. Let's give special thanks to our guests, Tracy Bisson and veterinarian, Dr. Michelle Rosenbaum. Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. According to the American Animal Hospital Association and the American College of Veterinary Dermatology, pets need sunscreen too. Use EpiPet Sun Protector, the only FDA-approved pet sunscreen on short-haired, light-colored, hairless, golden retrievers and other dogs susceptible to skin cancer. Contained in a sports bottle, EpiPet allows you to turn the bottle upside down, making it easier to spray your dog all over to protect your dog from the sun all day and every day. Epi-Pet.com I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt.